Praise God. Well, we have been in a series uh, called Accepted, and this is part four. And we're going to continue in that. You know, we started this, this series before the, the most recent events in the country. There's a lot of unrest in the country, but we started this series. And, and there's some things here that are so applicable. And we're going to uh, just continue in this and, and touch on some things. Our, our focus needs to be on the fact that God has accepted us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at Ephesians 1 verse 3. Ephesians 1 verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoption as His sons, by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. Uh, literally, when it says made us accepted, it literally means that He bestowed grace. He bestowed favor on, on us. He made us accepted through Jesus. We're accepted into the family of God, not because of who we are, not because of what we've done, not because of our family, not because of our bank account, but because of what Jesus has done. In the Amplified, Ephesians 1, 6 says, To the praise of His glorious grace and favor, which He so freely bestowed on us in the Beloved, His Son, Jesus Christ. See, grace and favor was bestowed on us because we believed in what Jesus has done, not because of anything we earned. It's not, see, religion tries to make it about you and what you have to do to attain relationship with God. If in, you know, that religion makes lists and checklists, you know, you need to do this and you need to do this and you need to do this and then maybe God will accept you. That's man, those are men's ideas. Those aren't uh, the words of God. They're the only way we can be accepted into the family of God is through the Lord Jesus Christ, through what He has accomplished. His blood was shed for us so that we could be uh, adopted into the family of God. It wasn't that we could earn our way. We are not holy in and of ourselves as God is holy. We were dead in trespasses and sins, the Bible says. But through Jesus, through believing on His death, burial, resurrection, the fact that He is raised from the dead and that He did that for us, paid the price, that's how we become right with God. That's how we became, become what the Bible says, saved. That isn't just a religious term. We're saved from eternal death. God doesn't send people to hell. People send themselves to hell because they reject Jesus. God has held out His hand and extended Jesus. And Satan is the enemy of God, and he opposes everything that's godly, and he is the enemy of all humanity. All the evil you see in the world is not God's doing, it's, it originates with Satan. We've been, we, we've been talking about that some on Wednesday nights. 
talking about the fight of faith and, and the, the, the source of the destruction in the world. It is not God. See, some people believe that everything that happens is God's will. Well, He sure has the world in a mess if that's the case. No, destruction and, and disease and broken relationships, that's, those, those are not God's will. God is a God of good. Satan is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, the Bible says. And so he, Satan is going to be thrown into the pit. Satan is going to be in the lake of fire. But everybody that rejects God and, and listens to Satan and, said, and, and is duped, they're going to have the same end that Satan does, not because God is sending him. He's given every man a, and, and woman a free will to believe on Him, and it's a free gift. God has extended His hand saying, you couldn't make the way back to me. You're sin, you're, you've sinned. You're spiritually dead. You can't come back to me on your own, so I'm, I'm going to make a way. He sent Jesus so that we could be called righteous by faith apart from what we have or have not done. It is by faith that we come into the family of God. That's how we're accepted. Ephesians 1, verse 6. I encourage you, if you haven't listened to the earlier messages in this series, they're on the website, they're on Facebook page, the video, audio. I encourage you, go back, listen to them, because we're going to be building on what we've said already. Ephesians 1, verse 6 in the message says, How blessed is God, and what a blessing He is. He's the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in Him. Long before He laid down earth's foundations, He had us in mind, had settled on us the focus of His love to be made whole and holy by His love. Long, long ago, He decided to adopt us into His family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure He took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of His lavish gift-giving by the hand of His beloved Son. Notice it says, long, long ago, He decided to adopt us into His family through Jesus Christ. We were accepted because of Jesus, not because of our own doing. Let's look at Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. See, I, it says I've been crucified with Christ. In other words, I am joined with Christ. He was crucified, I was a dead already, and in His resurrection, I have been resurrected. I have been made right. And, the, and now it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In other words, we are together with Christ. We are be, have been made in, brought into the family through Jesus. Christ is, is not His last name. That means Messiah, the Anointed One, the Savior. And so we don't live just in our own selves as Christians. It says, the life which I now live in the flesh. See, we're all in the flesh. We all walk in our bodies. We, that's how you get around on this earth. This is your earth suit, but it's not the real you. What you're looking at right now is not the real me. It's just the, the, the suit I walk around in here on earth. You need a suit. 
like you need a space suit. You know, we saw the, the launch uh, a while back, and you know, you, the spacesuits have changed a little bit. You notice that? They don't look like the big, big things they looked like well, back when, but you know, everything's updated, and they got all this real-time you know, streaming and everything. It's amazing you know, where we've come. But you know, to get around, when, you don't, when you're out there, you need something different than just even your body. Here, to be seen and touched and felt, and heard in this natural realm, you need an earth suit. That's our body. But that's not you. This isn't me. Yeah, it, I, it's like your car. Your car isn't you. If you, have a, if you had an automobile, you may have came, come here in an automobile, a car, but that's not you. you just, it's just your vehicle. You wouldn't say, well, that's me. Well, somebody would look at you weird if you say, well, that's, get out of your car and you know, treat that like you. No, that's not you. But you know, we're really attached to this body. In some cases, we think this is us. It's not you. We're way better looking on the inside than we are on the outside. Thank God. And on the inside, we're not getting older. We're being renewed day by day, the Bible says. This is just, this is just our earth suit. This is just what we get around in. This is not you. This is not me. The real person on the inside is going to live forever. Thank God we don't have to live in this body forever. Amen. It decays, it gets old, it gets worn out, gets tired, but the Bible says we're going to get a new, a, a new body. But our spirit is going to remain forever. Our spirit is, is like made in the image of God. And so we are not supposed to just be walking around just so conscious of these natural things. In the Passion Translation, verse 20, well, let's go back and finish it in the, new, the, the other one. We'll finish that sentence. I got God on, now I live in the flesh. Can you put that other one? It says, now the life I which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, I live this life by faith in the Son of God. I don't just live it. If I'm a Christian, I don't just live it because of what I think. I don't live it because of my own ideals. I don't live just walking naturally. I live by faith. It says, in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He laid down his life for you, for me, for the whole world. That's how I live this life. It's what he has done. He made me accepted. He, because of what he did and because I accepted that, that's how we become into the family of God. That's how we're accepted by God. That's how we live this life. Now let's look at the Passion Translation, verse 20. Galatians 2, verse 20. It says, My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah, with Jesus, and no longer lives. For the nails of His cross crucified me with Him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. Jesus lives through you and through me. As Christians, we are to be his voice, his hands, his feet, his presence on the earth. We're his body. We're the church. We're his representation. We read another scripture and... Uh, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 5. Uh, it says that we are ambassadors. 1 or 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 around there. We are ambassadors for, for Christ. That means we're His representatives. 
It says, And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the Anointed One lives His life through me. We live in union as one. In union with Jesus. In union with the Christ. In in union with the Savior. My life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that He gave Himself for me and dispenses His life into mine. God, through Jesus, lives His life through us if we'll let Him, if we'll yield to it. The presence of God, for the Christian, the presence of God dwells in us. When you're walking around, God is with you. That's a, that's a high thought, that we, it takes mind renewal, and none of us has acquired, we're going to be, you can chomp on that the rest of your life. We, we want to get, the more we are conscious of that fact, the more our lives change. To the degree that we realize and understand that God is in us, we can become conscious of that fact, then our lives will change, our behavior will change, our words will change, our thoughts will change. Because He's with us. He's for us. He will walk in our situation with us if we'll yield to Him. Notice uh, the beginning of verse 20. Can you go back to there? It says, My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah, no longer lives. It says, "Then And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. So my old identity has been crucified. My identity now is in Christ, is in Jesus, is in what He has done for me, is in the fact that I am accepted by God through Jesus. That is my, should be my identity. Our identity must be based on what God's Word says about us. It's not, it, it cannot be based on men's philosophies. It can't be based on ideas, opinions, feelings, or traditions. It must be based on what God has said. Paul told Timothy to preach the word. We'll just put this up. We're not going to spend the time on this, but just so you can see it. 2 Timothy 4.4, 4, it says, preach the word. Paul is telling Timothy... Can you go to verse 2? Oh, you didn't. I, I made a mistake on the sheet I gave her. And then put 2 through 4. Verse 2 says, Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with long suffering and teaching. See, we need to understand it's the word that's going to change us, <clears throat> it's the word we need to declare. We need to be careful that we don't start picking up men's ideas and men's philosophies. we got to realize there's a lot of, of what are men's ideas masquerading as God's Word. It's so easy for religion to creep into the church. In fact, you know, you don't have to, to look very hard. 
We just got, we have to examine ourselves and look at things we've picked up over time and, you know, examine it in the light of the word. Is it God's word or is it some tradition I picked up? Is it some behavior I picked up? Is it some thing, you know, I'm copying somebody and I think, well, that's just, that's godly. Well, is it in the word? Is it God's word? Because God's word will stand. God's word will stand the test of time. The, the way we operate and the way we look at ourselves, the way we uh, identify ourselves in this world has got to be based on the Word of God and what He has done, God has done through Jesus for us. That needs to be the foundation. Any other foundation is shaky. You can't go by what somebody else said and build your life on that. You can't even go, you know, if somebody's preaching the word, that will get you so far because if it's the idea is the word and it's truth, it will bring you uh, in the right direction. But when push comes to shove, when the storms are, are raging, if we don't understand what God's word says, we can be pushed off because if it's just what some man says, even if it's truth, as long as we walk on that truth, it can work for us. But, but Satan will try to push through that and say, He'll try to push through the ideas and push on you circumstances. And if you're just saying some man said it, you'll get pushed off. But if you say God said it, I know that his word said it. Now you're on solid ground. Now you're on a firm foundation. God's word will not fail. We can't go live our lives saying, well, so-and-so said it. Well, what if so-and-so fails you? If you're just be doing it because you believe so, such a person you heard it preach could be right. But what if that person doesn't do something you think they should do or they fail you in some way? Men can fail. Now do you still believe the truth because it's the truth or because it's associated with the person? See, we can't, we can't look to men and women. We have to look to God and His Word. Our identity has to be, when we're talking about being accepted, you can't go by what somebody thinks about you, what somebody says about you. That's fickle. That's subject to change. Anybody found that out in your life? You know, you may have had some friend growing up, but you didn't said the wrong thing. All of a sudden, they don't like you anymore. Or they think you said something that you didn't say. People are fickle. People change. If you're going to go by what somebody else thinks of you, you'll be up and down and all over the place because uh, people's opinions can change. If you're going to go by feelings, you'll be all over the place because if you feel good and feel like God accepts you, you'll be happy. But then if you don't feel good a different day, wake up and it's cloudy and it's rainy, look, oh, I just don't feel like stuff's good and where's God anyway, you'll be down in the dumps and just be up and down and all over the place. We cannot base our acceptance and our identity on anything but the Word of God and what He has said about us. Amen. Real quickly, just look at this scripture just to this effect. Matthew 7, verse 24, Jesus speaking. He says, So therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, of Jesus, Jesus is the Word. What you see in the Bible is the inspired Word of God. He says, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall 
for it was founded on the rock. Verse 26, But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. The only difference between these two scenarios is one person built their life on the truth, on the Word of God. The other person did not. And the same storms came to both, and one went through it and succeeded. The other one fell. God's Word will bring us through. Our identity being based on the Word of God will bring us through every situation. It doesn't matter what men or women think. It doesn't matter what the economy does. It doesn't matter what organizations do. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what comes against our body. If we'll believe the Word of God, it will bring us through. But men's philosophies are subject to change. Have you noticed that? What people say about food is subject to change. What people have opinions about what you should do and exercise, subject to change. We need to be led by God and do what He said and, and, and not base our ideas and not base our life on things that can move. We can't base our identity and our acceptance on anything but the Word of God. We need to get our ideas about ourselves from what God said and our relationship with the Lord Jesus and what God says about that relationship. That is a solid foundation. That is solid ground. Let's look at Galatians 3.26. Galatians 3.26. It says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Notice, you are sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. The qualification for being a son, you know, another translation, children of God, it's not son, daughter, person, child of God is through faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 27, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That means baptized. Yeah, there is water baptism. Water baptism, water baptism is a symbol of what goes on in the spiritual realm. We baptize, you are immersed into Christ. You are in Christ, as we see over and over. You're in Him. Baptized in, baptized, baptizing baptism does not save you. You just being dunked in water does not make you a Christian. That is a symbol of what God has done on the inside. On the inside, see, when you go down under the water, that symbolizes that what we read in um, Galatians, that you were crucified with Christ. As he was buried, you were buried. Your old identi identity was buried as he was. But when you came back up, you came up a new person, identified with Christ, identified with Jesus. Amen. You came back up a new person. See, water baptism, when we put the person under and bring them back up, that is a symbol of what has gone on in the spiritual realm. It's an outward symbol of an inward truth. 
but it doesn't save you. But here it says, For as many as you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Verse 28, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Let's look at it in the, the Living Bible. Galatians 3.26, it says, For now we are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And you who have been baptized into union with Christ are enveloped by Him. We are no longer Jews or Greeks or slaves or free men or even merely men or women, but we are all the same. We are Christians and we are one in Christ Jesus. Our identity needs to be firmly based on what He has done, what God has done through Christ Jesus. We look at the whole realm, the universe. God is the highest authority. And only He can acquit people, ultimately. And it's only through Jesus that we can come into the family of God, we can become children. And our identification as Christians, we need to understand that it is not where we came from. It's not the part of the world we came from. It's not our gender. It's not the color of our skin. It's not our nationality. It's not our family name. It's not our job. It's not how much money we have in bank accounts. It's not whether or not we're married. It's not whether or not we have children. It says here, in verse 28, we are no longer Jews or Greeks. We are no longer slaves or free men or even merely men, or women, but we are all the same. We are Christians. We are one in Christ. Our identity must be based on a relationship with God through Christ Jesus. That must be our foundation. Anything else is a weak foundation. And when the storms come, when the storms of life push on us, we'll be pushed off. Colossians 3, verse 8. Colossians 3, verse 8. It says, But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Notice that. That's referring to the same thing as in, in Galatians. Our old, identify, our old identity has been crucified with Christ. That man's dead. That woman's dead. Whoever, who you were before you became to know Jesus, that person is dead. Our identity now, our acceptance now, is in what Jesus has done. And so he's saying, put off the old person. Put off the old identity. Verse 10, and have put on the new man. 
You're talking about the person on the inside. See, when we became born again, when we call on the name of Jesus, your outward man doesn't change. You know, if your hair was long and you hadn't had a haircut and you got born again, it's the same length right after you get born again. You know, whatever your eye color was, same thing. Whatever your height was, same, same height. Your brain doesn't get erased when you get born again. Thank God. Thank God you didn't, like, you know, start stuttering and my, 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 dad, dad, you know, you, you had to learn to talk all over again. What changed? The inside, the inner man. The inner person changed. This is the new man. But we're to let the new man be seen on the outside. God, through Jesus, living through us. It says, since you have, or verse 10, and put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. The new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. We are to be focused on the fact that we are made in the image of God. We are accepted because we have been made in His image. We're His son or daughter. And He accepts us. And He loves us. And that needs to become not just head knowledge, not just religious ideas. It needs to become in every situation our security, our foundation, our trust, because if, if it, our trust and our, our weight is put on any of these other things, they're shifting. They can be moved. They cause us to stumble. But because we're created in His image, we put on that new man and we, we behave accordingly. Verse 11 says, well, let's read 10 going into it that we have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Verse 11, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. Christ. Guys, this is what the world needs. It's Jesus. He is the answer. There is no other answer. We, are, we need to understand. And as the church, we need to understand that we have been accepted by Almighty God, not based on any criteria other than Jesus, period. Doesn't matter what your last name is. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter what state you grew up in, city you grew up. Doesn't matter the color of our skin. Doesn't matter what eye color you have. Doesn't matter what your bank account says. None of those things bias anything with the highest court in the universe, which is God Almighty. But if He accepts us because of Jesus, then it doesn't matter what anybody else says. Period. And we need to have that so in ground in us that our security is in God, is in Jesus, is in what He thinks about me. Because that's the only way I'm truly accepted. That's the only way I can truly have peace, is to know that the highest court 
in the universe has declared me acquitted, righteous, okay. I'm okay, not based on what you think, not based on, you know, some other criteria, but God loves me. What, not any disrespecting anybody else that we know our relationships, but if God accepts me, if God accepts you, what, does, what difference does it make? We need to get to the point where I'm, we're okay regardless of what somebody else thinks of me, about somebody else has an opinion. That is true security because God doesn't change. Nobody is a higher authority than Him. The Ephesians 5.25 is talking about marriage, but inner, interweaves talking about the relationship of Christ with the church. It says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for her, that He might sanctify her and cleanse her with the washing of water by the Word, that He might present her to Himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. It says, just as Christ also loved the church, the church literally means the called out ones. It's not a building. It's not a place. It is people that have been washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that have been accepted by Almighty God because of what Jesus did, who have called on the name of the Lord. Those are the church. And the church needs to be the church. Not act like some natural organization or club. We can't be the church if we don't know who we are. I'm going to say that again. We cannot be the church if we don't know who we are as the church. In other words, if we're not secure in our relationship with our Father God, if we don't understand where our acceptance comes from, if we don't understand that we've been made righteous only, only by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we cannot go into the world and love them as Christ has loved the church because we don't feel loved as He has loved us. But when we do understand that it's not because of any outward circumstance, nothing we did outwardly that could ever earn us a place with God Almighty. When we understand this, then we will be secure in the fact that we have been accepted only by Jesus, that that can't change, and that we are loved, accepted. His grace has been poured out on us because of that. When we receive that and understand that, then I can go to you and somebody else and other people that we meet and we can share that love. We can let God flow through us because we're secure in our relationship with Him. We understand that nothing we did bought that relationship and we can be the church in the world. We can be the light because we know who we are. We know that our Father God has accepted us. We're secure in that. We understand that this world is temporary, that anything you see on the external is going to change. 
We can love people with the love of God flowing through us. That we can be Jesus, hands, feet, voice. We, that's what we're meant to be as the church. Colossians 2 verse 9 says, For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 10, And you are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. You are complete in Him. The Lord Jesus, the Godhead, is the pinnacle of all principality and power. You are not made complete by anything a person can give you. No philosophy can make you complete. People talk about another person com completing them. Well, now I'm complete because I met somebody. Well, thank God for a, a godly spouse. Thank God for good relationships. But you cannot be made complete in another person. That's a recipe for disaster. If we think we're only going to be made complete with another person, what happens when that person isn't making us feel complete? What happens when we don't feel like they love us? What happens to our security? What happens to our acceptance? What happens to our foundation? It crumbles because our, our priorities, our, our, our security is in the wrong place. You, a person, I don't care what the nature of the relationship is, cannot give you the security that comes from knowing God through Jesus. That is not church creed or just doctrine. It is the word of Almighty God. It's truth. Philippians 3.20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven. Thank God. We need to become aware of this. Our citizenship is not Massachusetts or New Hampshire or wherever other state or the United States of America. Yes, we have that citizenship and thank God for it. But that is not what we need to focus on. As a Christian, we need to understand that first and foremost, we have a relationship with God and we're Christians. Number one. First and foremost. And we need to be identified with Christ. Our security needs to be there, and only then we can appreciate and walk in every other association correctly. We need to understand, when all the stuff here is done and burned up and gone, we're going to be not here. We're going to be in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the end. That's where we're going. Then we can walk here on this earth, with true perspective. If we understand every other person is in this same situation, is in the same point, they either know Jesus, they either know God through Jesus and have accepted what He did, or they haven't. 
But at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff that we get, that we let uh, affect our lives regardless. I mean, life, we walk through life, and there are challenges in different areas, and there are different seasons and phases. But we need to have the perspective that at some point, if Jesus doesn't come back, we're going to go to heaven. We're going to leave this earth, and the earth is going to, the life is going to go on. We're going to leave this earth. We need to understand this life is very short. Anybody found that out? The longer you live, the shorter it seems like the whole thing is. And the younger, a lot of people start looking. You start people, you see people on TV, you know, announcing something or whatever. And you're like, what? They just got out of high school. How do they have that job? You see somebody walking down the, you know, the, the, hallway in a hospital and they're a doctor and you're like what you already went to medical school guy and they're gonna you know perform some procedure or something people you're like wow you know there's certain people we expect to be young and then there's other people it's like they just keep getting younger and we realize man you just start you, you feel like you're just you're walking through some parts of the light your life and wow all these years have gone by and you don't get to do these things over and you realize it we got one take we don't have a bunch of time to figure it out we better have our priorities right and our perspective right we are going toward eternity like someone said this is the shortest thing we're ever going to do is this life on earth it's not going to be that long so we need to have the right perspective. Don't get too tied to things that aren't going to be here very long. I don't care what it is. We are made to live in the service of the Almighty. We are made to run our race as His ambassadors as his representatives on the earth. Second Corinthians 5.14 says, For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died, and he died for all, that those who live should no longer live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. That's our mission. That's our perspective. We don't live for ourselves. We haven't been accepted in what we did. It's because of what He did that He died for us. It says, but we're not supposed to live for ourselves, but for Him who died for us and rose again. That's our perspective. That's what we're to go about doing. But we need to be firmly convinced and have our foundation the fact that He did do that, that we are made right with him because of what he did and now our mission is to live for him do what he has called us to do and love other people and flow with him as he works through us 
The more secure we are in our relationship with Him and how we've come in the family, the more secure we are, we're going to be interacting with everybody around. We can be a light. We can truly be, not just name only, not, well, we're the Christians, you know, yeah, we say we believe such and such, but we are going through life as a conduit for the love of God and the power of God to be manifest in this realm while we are still here. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. 